The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish. Welcome to Rebound Radio. Alex Clancy in studio. Matt Fish will be calling in um, shortly. Uh, we're going to talk some new upcoming NBRPA stuff with him, National Basketball Retired Players Association, what's going on with Rebound Magazine, the magazine he has spearheaded um, to promote uh, the aftermath of the NBA with uh, gentlemen that played in the NBA, women that played in the WNBA, and um, players in the Harlem Globetrotters, um, and stories about them after uh, their playing career uh, was over. Um, it comes out quarterly, I believe. Um, great stuff in there. Uh, there are uh, pieces about specific players and what they're doing now, as well as what the NBRPA has up their sleeve in the upcoming months. Uh, for those of you who didn't la- listen last week, Matt and I uh, graced Las Vegas for the NBA Legends Conference for the NBRPA. Uh, there were breakout sessions about uh, you know marriage counseling, and there were um, places where you could check your ancestor. I mean, there were a bunch of different things that uh, were there to cater to the retired player and uh, and help them in an effort to smooth out their after playing career, I guess you could say, or otherwise known as their life. Um, with business and and uh, financial strategies and and psychological strategies, which a lot of uh, people overlook because a lot of times all you see and all you pay attention to is the stat sheet and how many turnovers a player had and how well they are helping or uh, how much they are hurting your beloved team. What you don't really pay attention to is what they do when they go home and what they do on a daily basis on a day off from practice or during the summer if they're not playing in the Olympics or, or in, the, in, in the FIBA championships and the like. These are real people, and, and it gets overlooked, again, a lot. Because just like you know, stand-up comedians and, and uh, radio personalities and any sort of person that gives fans what they want, you know, whether it be playing basketball or, or making them laugh or, or, or listening to me just blabble on for an hour about you know, specific things, when the mic is off, when, when the lights are off, when the game is over, when the final buzzer sounds, when I walk out of this studio right now, people aren't thought about because everybody will go to their normal day-to-day lives. And that's something that the NBRPA has, has done a beautiful job keeping these retired players in the forefront of people's minds in one way or another in an effort to also helping them in their personal life 
you know, get their finances in order, get their drug addiction kicked, get their, you know, get their businesses uh, off the ground in any way that's possible. And the one person that, that taught me all about this, and I'm learning more and more every day about it, is on the line. We're going to get to him in just a second. 888-346-9144. Check out voiceamerica.tv. There are some videos up to, as of today, uh, interviews that Matt and I both did uh, to get to know former players that you know people either don't think about anymore, unfortunately, or that people you know don't know a whole lot about. And we'll cover some USA basketball today, and we'll also talk uh, some you know Kevin Durant and and. And the thing I'm most excited about, aside from the NBRPA, is the forecast came out for who's going to win the East, who's going to win the West, who's projected to win the NBA, uh, NBA MVP, etc. So we'll get to all that, but let's spiral back to Matt Fish. This is the guy that taught me everything that I know right now about the National Basketball Retired Players Association. He is responsible for Rebound as a brand, resp- responsible for Rebound Magazine, and now Rebound Radio. Matty, what do you got to say? Alex, Clancy. So good to hear you, man. I, how's your day going? It's going pretty well. I'm inside. So hey, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to share something with you. On uh, the 26th, so a couple days ago, we had a chance to go up to um, oh, Next Gen Home Experience is what it is. And what it is also is they gave a, a house away. And they gave a house away to a disabled veteran. Uh, I know they interviewed many, many people, and it, it came down to a unanimous vote for um, Mr. Ali, is his name, um, Zahid Ali and his family. And it was so exciting to be able to do this for them. And we, and me, Fat Lever, and um, I don't know if you've heard of um, uh, Joe Caldwell. Uh, both Fat and Joe have about all the records over at ASU. Well, they're they're members of the NBRPA, longtime members. And Fat's actually an ex-president, you know, as in, as I'm the president now. But it was so great. We went up there and we had great coverage. We had uh, KPHO and we had Fox and Channel Five and PBS and Rebound was there, um, taking pictures and, and getting some video. I tell you what, it just made everyone feel great being able to do this for a family who's given so much to the country. So. I'm just glad I can report on, on something that was exciting, something that meant a lot to me this week. And uh, so that was one way that we had an opportunity to give back through the Phoenix chapter of the National Basketball Retired Players Association. And uh, so, you know, Zahid Ali and their family are sitting in a brand new uh, house given by Next Gen Building. And uh, I was just uh, honored to be involved. That's great. I mean, and that just coincides with everything the NBRPA does, not necessarily. Uh, uh, an exact parallel, but in an effort to help people get ahead, in an effort to take some strain off people and and uh, and kind of ease their way into a quote unquote normal life that otherwise may have been uh, skewed due to you know just uh, myriad reasons. So that's I mean that's great, and I'm sure that's something that's near and dear to your heart because of what you do with the NBRP and Rebound Magazine. Well, you know, for me, just to be able to have this tool, this conduit to be able to give back and assist those who are, who are in need of assistance is it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a dream come true for me because I've always wanted to find ways to give back and report about it. And, you know, that's really why I started Rebound many, many years ago. And that being said, to be able to have things lined up like just that giveaway to, uh, on a couple of days ago on Tuesday, 
you know, just to see somebody's family light up. They're happy. You know, he, he's given so much to the country. He, he, he's injured. You know, he now works for, uh, um, the affairs of, of the, of, of the retired, um, military. You know, so he's still finding ways to give back to himself, but now he's got this house. It's like 1,800 square feet. It was a modular house. It was so interesting. One half of that house has been to Vegas. The other half hasn't. <laughs> so if you stand on the south side, it traveled to Vegas, and the north side had not traveled to Vegas. So they found a very creative way to put together these modular homes, but above and beyond that, give this family an opportunity, their kids an opportunity to go away to college, you know, just admit so much to them and just to see how excited they were certainly had me excited as well. That's great. That's great. Is there anything coming up for the NBRPA specifically? Well, you know, I just got off a phone call just a little bit ago, and it was between all the presidents of the NBRPA as well as some board of directors on there. And they were talking about how they were completely behind, you know, the chapter program because it's been going so well. It's got a lot of momentum right now. So we were excited to be able to get the blessings again from the board of director and the CEO of the NBRPA to continue to do these great things that we do in the community. And beyond that, they discussed a little bit about the NBA has just announced health insurance. So something that they've been fighting for for years in the NBA is to have health insurance for former NBA players. Now, it starts out with those players who have put in three years of service and more. The hope was that it would include everyone, but you've got to start somewhere. So a huge, huge announcement is going down. And so that, that uh, conference call that I was on this afternoon discussed a couple of things. And it was one about how well the NBRPA had a, at the conference, how well the conference went up in Vegas at Mandalay Bay a couple of weeks ago, as well as, you know, excited about the chapter. But beyond that, the big announcement was this health insurance that I can't wait to learn more. So it's just fresh right off the press. Brand new, exciting, you know, so that's something that has been fought for for many, many years. So that's one thing I'd like also to proudly report on is that they're going to actually have some health insurance for some of these former NBA players that uh, may not have any at all. Yeah, I mean, and that is, that's just special. Because, I mean, that that would alleviate so much stress. Because, I mean, it's, and again, as I said in my opening, that, that, people that would watch these guys on TV and then turn the TV off and think about other things, these guys have had nagging injuries for some of them, you know, for 40 years. And when we were at the the Legends Conference, I saw, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say his name, but this guy that was in his late thirties that was walking with a severe limp. I mean, it looked like it was his hip or his, you know, his knee was degrading on him or it was just like all these things. And this stuff adds up. So if you're going to spend, I mean, the premium has got to be huge for all of these guys having surgeries and stuff after the, after their career is over. And I mean, insurance only covers half, you know, half, you know, 60%, whatever of that. And these things accrue and accrue and build interest and, and ruin credit and do all these things that normal people have to deal with. And this is something that the NBA is finally uh, noticing. And I think they're realizing that they don't want to get where the NFL, where it's getting with the NFL. So they want to kind of take the bull by the horns now and, and make a difference. Yes, and if you'd like to think about maybe the heart screening kind of similar to the uh, concussion syndrome that they have in the NFL, 
And so there's a big heart screening that they've gone throughout the United States and implemented too. So understanding that there's this uh, uh, need, and apparently they went out and did heart screening out in Atlanta, and about half of the people they came had some heart issues. And then they went on to the next city, and the same thing, like half of the people that showed had some sort of heart issues. So it's a true, it's a true problem. They're, they're, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how here we are in 2016, and they have, they're just getting around to some of these things. So it's, 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 I'm just happy that it's finally starting to come to fruition, that they've got to understand that, you know, your bodies aren't made to be thrown all over the court, your knees twisted, your ankles twisted and busted, and, you know, they say it's a non-contact sport. Oh, I beg to differ. You know, so these people's body are beat up over the years, and, you know, you kind of get your tires kicked, and when you're done, they don't care. You know, they still care anymore, and I, I wish they, I could report and say they, they did care, but they don't. But they're starting to kind of see, hey, man, if, if we don't start putting ourselves in a better light and start really caring for those who put their lives out on the line for us, then who are we? We're missing something. So it's starting to build momentum as well, this need to understand that we aren't just a commodity. You know, our bodies mean something, and, um, you know, we should protect them even after the game's over. Yeah, and, and one thing that, um, I mean, I knew this, but I didn't really uh, grasp it until I, we went to the conference, was that the people that are Phoenix, that are chapter presidents, and Matt is the Phoenix chapter president of the NBRPA, um, presidents, board members, you know, it, it's, all these guys aren't on easy street right now. Like, it's not like everybody that's a board member has made hundreds of millions of dollars and is now, like, doing a charitable service to help others. Everybody is in it together. And it just so happens that, that some people wanted to take more of a, uh, more of a council approach and, and, and more of a leadership role uh, in an effort to, in every, you know, to make everything better and for the greater good. And it's, it, it truly is a brotherhood and I hate using that word because everybody uses it, but it's, it's really a group of guys that had a unique, have had still continue to have a unique skill that they turned into, you know, their life's work that are trying to make everybody better. And, and that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't realize and you, everybody looks at the NFL and I'm sorry to keep comparing it to it because it's, it, they're, they're different. I mean, it's, it's a completely different scale, but a lot of guys that are, that are ahead, the, the quote unquote suits of the NFLPA and, and the like, they're, they're famous athletes that made a lot of money. And, you know, they can teach guys, you know, oh, you know, I made good business moves and you didn't, so let me teach you how. Some of the chapter presidents and and, and chairman here made awful business decisions, but they've learned through, like, we had Dwight Davis on. Dwight Davis went through addiction, through a a quote-unquote, or, or, you know, all things considered, great upbringing, went through alcoholism, went through a divorce, went through drugs, went through everything, and now he is is the the co-chair of the NBRPA teaching people, don't do what I did. And that's something that gets overlooked a lot, and I'm happy that I got to see it hands-on for myself. Well, I'll tell you, too, uh, just earlier this week, and... I'd like to share with you, I sat down with Roy Green. Now, Roy Green, he's a running back for the St. Louis Cardinals, then came a running back for, or not running back, but like he ran back uh, punts. He was like a D-back. Roy Green, man, he, he was a badass football player for many, many years, and, and I appreciated uh, his style of play and how he, was, he, he, he lasted many, many, many years. But beyond that, after he got out of the game, 
he started realizing that some of these issues that some of the NFL players were having was sleep apnea. So he has started a whole sleep apnea program that he's bringing to the NFL through the Players Association so you can get checked and you can find out if you have sleep apnea issues, which goes on to a variety of other issues later in life, like heart attacks. So he's like, look, man, we need, we need to think about sleep apnea first and foremost because there's an area of concern, and so our meeting went so well. He told me they plan on having a meeting, and I'll know more here soon, the first week of September, and they're going to do sleep apnea screening for NFL players. Roy's going to be there as well as Charles Barkley. So he wanted to get you know the, the Phoenix chapter's blessing to say, hey, man, any of you former NBA, WNBA players, uh, Harlem Globetrotter, ABA in the area, come out. Get a free sleep apnea checkup, and we can find out where you're at, if, if we can help you, and, and, and you know, it's just going to be beneficial to everybody. And I was like, where do you sign me up for this? I mean, how is so that we're going to do that? So I'm excited about that, too. That's great. I mean, it's it, it seems, even since I started here, I mean, we've been doing this for, what, uh, over two months now, I see that... It's it, it's snowballing here, and there's so many things, so many people are willing to offer helping hands with different products and different services, and and it's uh, it's really starting to move even more. It seems like every day things things are coming up more and more, and it's. I think unity is key too. When you talk to the NFL, trying to get NBA together, there's no reason why they shouldn't. There may be a little bit of difference because maybe the vocabulary of the words that you use for your sport. But really, for you as a former pro athlete, what you've been put through, the camaraderie, you know, getting beat down and trying to be a team for a common goal, we all have very, very similar issues in a variety of different ways. So I even think strength in numbers, you know, why separate the sports? Because pro athletes, you know, Olympians as well as, you know, those that have put themselves out there like veterans and, you know, everybody in, in war type situations, you, you name it. Strength in numbers, man. So how can you help? How can you help each other? How can you put each, bring each other up? And so, to me, I see more and more of that happening instead of the separation, more of a conglomerate of people getting together and making even a bigger difference. Yeah, that's true. 888-346-9144. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy in studio. Uh, Matt Fish on the line, the Phoenix chapter president for the NBRPA. Uh, coming up, I'm going to get Matt Fish's thoughts on the Zika virus and if he would go play for the USA Olympic team in Rio if it were up to him. Uh, follow him at Rebound Talk on uh, Twitter if you want to get all things NBRPA, Rebound Magazine, Rebound Radio, and the like. Like the NBA Legends page on Facebook, like the Rebound Magazine uh, page on Facebook. There are a lot of different media outlets in our social media world now that, where you can get all the information you need if you want to lend your services, if you want to do whatever you want to do to help the Retired Basketball Players Association. It is up to you to reach out, and you can uh, reach out at Matt Fish. Uh, his email, mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. On the other side, we'll continue the NBRBA talk. We'll talk uh, USA basketball. Maybe we'll talk a little Russell Westbrook and who is projected to win the NBA MVP for next year. Alex Clancy in studio, Matt Fish on the line, Rebound Radio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Alex Clancy in studio. Matt Fish on the line, 888-346-9144. We've been talking all things NBRPA, upcoming events, past events, um, mission statements, etc. We talk everything NBRPA here. Um, well, it's fun. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, I enjoy uh, bringing kind of inside, unique uh, looks at what these pro athletes, you know, are up to or planning on doing. And, you know, there's been some exciting things happening lately, so it's easy to talk about. Check out voiceamerica.tv. All the new stuff is on on the Rebound channel. Uh, I think we have about 10 interviews up the last time I checked. So um, we got some great content there, and uh, and uh, I was glad to be able to lend a helping hand because there's a lot of stories that, that we were tell- that we, that we're being told um, that many people uh, don't really know. So, uh, yeah. uh, really good things. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk. Follow me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Uh, we're always popping stuff out, MBRBA, sports, everything. So, if you're sports fans, if you uh, want to lend a service or, or, or donations uh, and the like, you can uh, reach out to Matt Fish, Matt Fish at Rebound Magazine. Um, do it because it's a great cause and it's only getting better. So, you know, Alex, go Alex ahead. I, had this, I had this thing going today. We were supposed to have David Naves on the show, mm-hmm. and he's a, yeah, he's on the board of directors, and he's a former uh, Harlem Globetrotter. Man, I tell you, I, I was so excited to have him on the show today. And then at the last minute, they're having a board of directors meeting because of this announcement from the NBA, this whole health uh, care announcement. And so he's like, dude, I just can't be on the show. But he's going to. He's biting you know, he's chopping at the bit to be on our show, so we'll, we'll get him on next week. Cool. I'm excited for it. Cool. I'm excited for it. It should be good. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it, we have, we've had a bunch of great guests on, um, and uh, hopefully we will continue uh, to do so. And oh, uh, we will. I, Yeah, and, and every week we'll have somebody else tell a different, uh, um, 
you know, just new story about new path about how they've meandered through life, through high school, college, personal life, and after the NBA. And that's what Rebound Radio is all about. It took us uh, several weeks to get to that point, uh, but it's a brand new show, and we had. I guess an obligation, a pseudo obligation to talk about the playoffs and the finals because they were so electric. Um, oh, yeah. But now we are down to brass tacks. Um, and it's been a few weeks, and it's they've been the most fun few weeks for me, that's for sure. Well, and, and I tell you, Alex, I can't thank you enough for coming up there to Vegas and, and taking over the mic and getting in front of the video camera and, and really getting some great stories from some of these guys, you know, who have great stories to tell. And as you know, you saw some of those gentlemen who are older and advancing in age. And, you know, I just want to get their stories before they're lost. And to me, I see some people dropping like flies left and right, and it scares me being the age I am and the, the size I am. But so all that being said, there's kind of... For me, a pressure almost on me. I put it on myself, and 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 just to get these stories, and and just to have your assistance up there to gather even twice and three times as many stories, Alex. I can't thank you enough. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm here for, man. You know me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's only going to get better. Well. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and it's no, going to. I agree. It's going to get better. We are in the in the embryo stage. I think that's a, that's a stage, right? Uh, yeah, that's the a first stage. One. Yeah, yeah, embryo. I, I mean, I'm not. That's anyways. There's a different channel on, on Voice America if you want to uh, listen to that kind of stuff. So, um, any other news on the NBRPA before we uh, move on and then uh, and then circle back? You know, I yeah. There's always news. I could talk about new programs and new things all the time. Um, so let me let me think here. Um, yeah, you know, uh, our next big thing is the heart screening that I'm looking forward to. And I want to mention, I believe it probably run all the way back into November. But when we were up in Vegas, they had heart screenings for everybody that lived in that local immediate area. And that's done for legal purposes. But they did the whole regiment. They they just, I mean, the EKG and they, they took blood and just on and on and on. And, you know, they, they, they talked about how you can do things in order to make sure that you have a healthy heart and just they, they make sure that where you are and if there's issues, they take care of them. So with this program that's kind of going around, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am to bring it down here to uh, Phoenix. You know, and, and here in Phoenix, they're, they're going to have it. I know what they're going to do is I already talked to Chris Mallory, who works for the Suns. He told me they're going to give everybody tickets to the game, and, you know, they're going to have food, and they're going to turn it into a great big bash. So that's something else I'd like to, you know, share with everyone today is that I'll let you know when it's coming up. But we decided November be good. It's going to cool down a little bit. We'll have more people in town. The season will have started, and we can all enjoy a great NBA game you know, and watch the Suns play. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Cool. I'm really excited for that. Because it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I came on board here not just to put my mouth in front of a microphone, but to actually help in any in any way possible. So uh, slowly but surely, I'll, I'll get integrated and I'll be jumping on your shoulders like a six-year-old and we'll be, uh, I mean, I might have to watch out for the ceiling in that case. I might have to rethink <laughs> my, my thought process there, but uh, you know what I mean. So um, question. If you were, if you got the call to go play for the USA basketball this year, would you go in Rio amidst all of the Zika virus talk and and uh, safety and, and and living conditions and everything like that? Would would you go play? It's it's you know it's not a fair question to me because if there's ever an opportunity to serve the country, I'm there no matter what. Okay. And so, in my opinion, to be able to be on a stage 
to be able to represent the United States of America, fight for gold. I don't even wouldn't even think about the Zika, Zika virus. And, and, and honestly, when I traveled some in my career, when I did, I went overseas later in my career. I, I'm sure there were things that were issues while you were over there, but it was never, you know brought up or thought of or really made a big deal of, and I just think that this is maybe blown out of proportion. I might be wrong because maybe my information is, is, is wrong, but at the same time, I just feel that I wouldn't have any problem whatsoever. I would go over there and do exactly what was expected of me, you know what I mean, and, and, and I would leave out of there not even thinking that that'd be an issue, the Zika virus at all. So to me, but that's just me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm also not called to go down there, so we're being hypothetical. But I wouldn't even give it a second thought. I'd be there. Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of the guys that pulled out have, have either played in the FIBA championships or in Olympics and won a gold before. And, you know, it, you have the the uh, the injury thing, and I think a lot of it's legitimate. Like Steph Curry is, is coming off a, an injury, and however he wants to – you know, say why they didn't win the championship. Oh, I'm hurt. Okay, that's fine. LeBron can do whatever the hell he wants. And you have other, LaMarcus Aldridge is coming off an injury. And, you know, yeah. these guys, maybe some of them just want a break. I mean, talking about the NBRPA players and, and you know, you, you've given your service to media and history and the, and the sports world in the NBA. And, you know, maybe you just don't want to play basketball for a couple months. Like, I don't yeah. think that's the worst thing in the world. And it isn't. And, and you know what? You need a break. There's no doubt about it that you need to have a break. I remember when I finished the season when I was with the Miami Heat, we made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and Tim Hardaway turned to me and goes, you know what I'm going to do for the next two and a half weeks? And I go, what? He goes, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And yeah. he's so excited to be able to just take his leg, give his legs a rest, and just be able to just kind of unwind. And so I just totally get it. So when people are saying that they're injured or had a long career or a long year, kind of like Steph worked hard all year long, you know, Curry did his thing to, to break this huge record that, that this Bulls used to hold by winning the most games ever in, in a season. Think how tired he is. He went all the way to the finals and he went, you know, and he was injured a couple times and give him a rest. Yeah, no, I hear you. And, and, and it's interesting. Um, when you think about like NBA shape and you know oh NFL players go through the you know the uh yeah, just the season and the and the gruel and everything like that NFL players play basketball in the offseason to stay in shape so these guys like I, when I was on when I was doing a show with Kwame Lasseter who played with the Cardinals and the Chargers for a while and I think All with right. the Rams too oh he yeah um he would go play basketball it's it's yeah. lower contact, and you don't realize what legs you have until you play basketball. So it's in basketball shape, and hell, my dad is—he just turned sixty-seven, and he was run my ass up and down the court in mid fifties when I was, you know, when I was twenty years old because he would run five miles before we played. But he he was always in basketball shape. He would coach. He coached uh, basketball in high school, and he would be playing basketball. I remember at our gym, North Weddington in L.A. He'd be playing against six three guys that were seventeen years old. He was in his forties, beating their ass because he was in real basketball shape, and they were kids. And you that have these, you know, to be in. right. Mean, so that's why taking quick. time off it makes even more sense that NBA guys would take time off because yeah. you're right; those your legs are tired. Yeah, and they're not going to go play football in the offseason, that's right. for sure. I'll give you an example of what I did. Sometimes when I was overseas, when I played in China, and I played against Yao Ming, 
and, and 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 over in China before he even came to the NBA. So you kind of I'm kind of putting my era. He was like 17 years old at the time, or 18 years old. How tall was so he? So I was over there playing basketball. Oh, he was still seven seven. He looked way down at me. And by the way, the referees over there let him get away with every single goaltend. <laughs> I'm telling you, I throw my my what I think is my famous fish hook, and to be honest, way down and almost in the hoop. And here comes Yao up there, just knocking it off before it hit the rim or anything. And the Chinese referee would swallow the whistles and run to the other end, acting like they didn't see anything. And I'm screaming at them, like, what? What's going on? And they don't understand English, so they just ignored me. But, yeah, so me me being over there, you know, in China and being able to uh, have that opportunity to play over there certainly lent to uh, uh, understanding kind of how things uh, were ran differently there than here in the United States. So I have an idea, um, and and because the the U.S. has played three uh, you know exhibition games, one against Argentina and two against China, uh, they've right. outscored in those three games. I think it's three fourteen to one eighty eight, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but they won by forty fifty fifty. So mm-hmm. that's so that that's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, my idea, because you know. It, People are talking about you know college players to make it more exciting and a lot every single guy on the uh, USA roster and continuously well never really has anything to prove in the NBA. I mean they're exhibition games after all. In regard to the NBA season as a whole, yes, you could say you're a gold medal winner, but I don't think that gold medal winners will make an extra $20 million on their contracts just because they were on the team because the numbers are skewed and you only played half the game and you know everything right. like that. And, and a lot of times it's because the games aren't competitive. So what my theory is, and you can't put college players in there because they're amateurs and because if they get hurt, they haven't made their money yet. So you know it would be doing a disservice to those guys uh, because it would be on the grand stage, but still it wouldn't be. Oh, I'll draft them ten places higher because they you know played in the Olympics and 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 flourished. I think you put D League guys in there. I think that's the next step and what it should be because these guys, most of them have played in the NBA before and gotten a taste of an NBA jersey. They have something to prove. They will play hard, and more times than not, these guys are better than the other country's players and. It will make it more competitive, and it will make it more of an elusive gold medal than just a formality. What well, do you I've think? I've thought of that before. I've thought of that before, and I like the idea. It truly is a developmental league. You know, that, that kind of almost brings it even to a, another level, in my opinion. I just wonder how you implement something like that. How do you decide, okay, we're going to invite this group of NBA players, and when this guy turns down, we're going to invite this group of NBA players. What is the upper echelon? How does that work? And if you're going to switch this to the D-League, how is that going to work? So, you know, is it the ones that are involved with a certain team, or is it you going to try to spread it out? I just don't know what the curriculum could be. I do think they'd be extremely competitive. I think that they, too, could go through and win it all, you know what I mean, definitely. Um, But truly, basketball is a game of continuity. Sure, you can put the best players out there and they find a way to, you know, mold and and, and really, especially if they practice together with Krzyzewski and, you know, they're they're all ready to do what they do. But, you know, I I guess my biggest question is, is, is how, first of all, do they decide who gets to represent the NBA, you know, in the Olympics? And then who's going to get to represent the NBD league if you do switch it over? So I've always wondered how, who gets chosen, chosen and who doesn't. You know, and then you turn it into the D league, and then it's like, how would you even do it at that moment? I do think they'd be successful. But again, it's a continuity game. Yeah, and 
Well, it, and it would actually show that because remember when Steve Kerr in the All Star game, they they had the uh, the mic on him and the camera on him during the first time out. He's like, okay, you pass to you, you pass to you, you shoot and score. That's going to be our game plan. That's pretty much what Coach K does. You know that that's pretty much it. Jeremy uh, Jerry Colangelo has the easiest job in the world uh, with regards to the U.S. Not with the red tape and everything, but the actual game itself. You know you're going to win. You know, so it's not really that challenging. If you take D League guys and you actually test the the uh, the intestinal fortitude of Coach K or whoever's going to coach the Olympics when he's done, you have guys that have the mindset of playing in the NBA and wanting to do anything they can to be on a bigger stage and obviously and play for their country. You know, everything like that. I think that one way to sweeten the pot is pay every single one of them. You know, a hundred grand. The uh, I'm trying to look up right now how much the the NBA guys are getting paid, if at all. As of 2008, yeah. no, as of 2012, nobody gets paid to play in the play in the Olympics. But the the IOC is is a you know multi billion dollar company. I, you think that they could put put together you know you know 10 mil or 15 mil to, to pass the, pass along for these guys, especially with the ratings, or you have the NBA paid or whatever. There's so much money going on in the NBA now that they could afford it. So that could actually yeah. juice people up. You know, at least you'll get triple your salary. For M- for a MB- uh, for a D League player to play for you know a few months and then play for a few weeks in the Olympics. Well, I would think those that have the great big fat contracts in the NBA could do it just pro bono and right. just do it because it's what they're supposed to do for their country. But I do feel what you're saying when you're saying these D leaguers who have to get a second job and are making really literally nothing. I know I've been through it. I was in the CBA for five years to get yeah. my three years in the NBA. I know all about the struggle. Trust me. So that being said, hey, I like that idea. Incentify them with a little bit of money too, but you know you can't. You're supposed to be an amateur type thing. You know how do you how do you do that? You know it's just it's fun to hypothetically talk about things like this. But you know again, I would so happily pro bono represent you know my country and just go play as hard as I could regardless. Yeah. No, and it's it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how much. Uh, uh, actual uh, progression there will be because I mean it, it doesn't seem like any if it ain't broke don't fix it but I think it's kind of broken I mean it's boring it's boring well, to watch. You watch the Olympics what do you watch what I, do you look for I mean I watch what, for alley oops I watch for alley oops and steals and dribble I watch, it's like an all star game yeah you know I mean they're scoring and this is they're scoring 110 points without even putting their foot on the gas pedal you know it's just this too though think about the Olympics overall the whole sport the whole game itself. You have so many different sports. What game, what sport do you look forward to? Probably one of the top ones. Well, the summer, think? I think that it's it, basketball, but swimming for me. <laughs> I mean, swimming, basketball. but it's, well, basketball. well, but Michael Phelps swimming, has been. Swimming and diving. And, yeah. No, Michael Phelps has been the most important U.S. Olympian for the last 15 years. Oh, man. Or the, you know what, not 15, you know, whatever. The last, this yeah. is his third Olympics. I yeah. think, which is unprecedented. So yeah, twelve years or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's without him, the ratings would be in in the down the toilet for a lot of it. Cause I, I, and I think swimming definitely is going to be fun. I like to watch volleyball. That's that's fun too. You yeah, know, I golf, like to watch a tennis, variety of different things. Basketball, though, I always watch. Oh sure, I mean, game. yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. it, 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 with this year in particular. The the preliminary groups, the group A and group B, they're with the U.S. is with Australia, China, France, Serbia, and Venezuela. Yawn. I mean, at least so. In the other side, it's Argentina, Brazil. So at least put the home country with the U.S. 
and then yeah. Croatia, Lithuania, Nigeria, and Spain. So Argentina and Spain are in the same one, and the U.S., which has the most uh, NBA players across the board, aside from the uh-huh. uh, aside from the USA, it's going to be a yawn. We got to take a break. Alex Clancy uh, in studio, Matt Fish on the line, Voice America Radio. We will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Final segment, Alex Clancy in studio. Matt Fish on the line, Rebound Radio. Uh, Check out voiceamerica.tv on the Rebound channel. If you go to voiceamerica.tv, the Rebound channel, brand logo shows up right when you go to the website so just click on it and there are videos and you can watch you can watch videos for hours on there so there's some great stuff on there steven bardo a uh, big 10 analyst george lynch former nba player with the lakers uh cherokee parks uh, mr chu himself uh former uh, harlem globe charter there's a lot of great stuff on there uh keith Kloss is on there too so uh check it out um now Really quick, we were talking USA basketball and talking about maybe having D League guys go in there. Uh, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, it, this should be a cakewalk. Uh, there are four, or there are three uh, um, warriors that are on there: Clay and and uh, oh. and Draymond Green and and uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, they just played at the Oracle Arena. Kevin Durant got a rave, uh, got a rave ovation. You know, surprise, surprise. Um, should be an interesting season, uh, top to bottom, but, uh, let's, let's move to who do you think the projected MVP of next year is going to be? Projected MVP would be the King himself. Yeah. What a shocker. Uh, (laughs) so LeBron James is projected by ESPN and their forecast method to be, 
the NBA's most valuable player for the 2016-2017 season. Russell Westbrook is second. Uh, I think that's I think that's obvious too, just because who else is going to score and rebound and assist and steal and turn the ball over and shoot shots and you know make free throws. I mean, there's really he's going to be the Renaissance man over there, and it should get him a pretty hefty payday if he uh, chooses not to re-sign with Oklahoma City. That's up in the air, and we've talked about that ad nauseum, so we'll save that for a later date. Um, number three is Kevin Durant. Uh, number four, but I mean, this is landslide status. So number one, total votes, 145 for LeBron. Uh, 15 first placers, Russell Westbrook, 15 first place, 112 um, total votes, and then it goes down to 50 for LeBron uh, for Kevin Durant. So um, these are all projections. So where, by th- where's Steph there? Steph is fifth. Okay. So, I mean, I think that just uh, a subtraction, subtraction by addition for anybody on Golden State uh, winning uh, an NBA uh, MVP for the foreseeable future, I think is where we're at. Um, they projected... The Western Conference standings, again, this is ESPN in their projection. They have a, an algorithm that, that they use, and they're known for, quote, uh, having, the, having the most uh, close-to-form uh, projections out of, out of any projection algorithm out there. Uh, they're in conjunction with uh, Microsoft, I think. Golden State is projected to go 67-15. and 15. You add the third-best player in the NBA, and you end up losing six more games you did the year before. I don't know if that's necessarily what it is. Vegas has them at 68-and-a-half uh, to win uh, over-under. I don't know. I mean, I don't care, really, at this point anymore. Kevin Durant going there makes me lose all excitement to watch them. It, it'll be great. It'll be, you know, it'll be eye porn for, for NBA fans, but it's not going to yeah. be something that... It, it's going to be like playing... NBA 2K on easy against somebody that's nobody pl- that hasn't played before. You know, it's just not. It's not going to be something that I want to see. I want. I'm, I'm more curious about the East this year. Right. You know, I mean, teams have gotten better. Stars have switched spots. I'm curious to see what the Knicks do. I'm curious to see what Boston does. I still think Boston yeah. is is way overhyped. Oh, that looks fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it's Cleveland and a lot of teams. It, it's one A player. And a lot of B minus players. So uh, Cleveland's projected to win the same amount of games last year, fifty seven, and that fifty seven skewed because LeBron didn't play the whole year. So I mean, that's if he played as much as he did in the playoffs, they could win sixty five games. I think no problem. Uh, Boston's projected number two, uh, fifty one. They're supposed to win thirty three more games than they did last year, and then on and down the list. I, I just think Boston's way way too overhyped, like they normally are. So. Well, uh, they, they, they feel like they, something's always happened in Boston, and I think, to me, it's just uh, more, more hype than anything. I think they do have a good team, but I think that they kind of, it seems to me those Bostonians and fans of Boston certainly uh, find a way to put themselves on a pedestal and have high aspirations every single year, and, and, and I just don't see it. Um, I do think that they're solid. I think they're a great team. But again, I just think it's just, just the hype. Yeah, and they're young, and Brad Stevens is a good coach, but they're not LeBron, yeah. you know. And it's right. and it's it's funny. So you have you have the Utah Jazz gripe about being there for the Jordan era, which was six years. That was the Jordan era, six years. He played longer, uh, but at his height. When when they got Scotty and you know they got Bill Cartwright and John Paxson and BJ and 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 uh, Will Perdue later on and Bill Weddington these guys that that 
to fit in the system really well, and Phil Jackson's a genius. We all know that, in my opinion. Six years. And unfortunately, the Jazz were good for those, you know, six, seven, eight years, and were taking away the year that Jordan didn't play when he went to play baseball for the Barons. LeBron's been in the league for 13 years, and he's made seven finals. I mean, LeBron, it, it's not a really necessarily about winning when it comes to an era. I mean, it is. But when you go up against a guy that gets the finals every year, it doesn't matter if they win or not to you. It matters that you couldn't get through them. And this LeBron thing is getting ridiculous. Everybody in the East, all these 23-year-olds are like, hell, I hope he retires soon. So in my core, I don't ha- in my prime, I don't have to worry about him. And that's what, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's hysterical because it, it's, it's otherworldly. How perennially uh, ranked he is and, and how good his teams are. He makes, the finals, he makes the finals every single year. Yeah, yeah every single year. You know, and, and I can see why some of these young cats are kind of like, keepers, let's get him out of the way so I can even have a chance to win one. And I, and I kind of get that, but you know what? Is there another LeBron James coming down the pike? I just don't see that that ability, that, that specimen that he is. So maybe he is the one to be feared. Maybe he is the one to be cheered when he's gone, you know, for those that are trying to get themselves a ring. Yeah, and, it's, and, and this year we've seen a lot of things, a lot of records being broken. Um, yeah. Most notably, Cleveland coming back from 3-1 deficit to win the finals never happened. Um, yeah. Aside from Bill Russell, nobody going to as many finals as LeBron in a row. You know, all these things that, uh, it, it, you know, 73-9 and nine, and, then right. not, and then not winning the finals. Like, all of these NBA records have been broken, and I'm curious to see what the next one is. You know, you look at San Antonio, yeah. Tim Duncan's retired. It's not going to affect them at all. You know, it's nice. It's a nice story now, and you, you don't want him to go out the way that he did. But it's not going to affect them. They're young. They're strong. They're fun. They're getting younger by the day. They traded Boris Diaw. They're getting, they're, they're getting younger because they have to. They have to get faster. They have to get more lean, and they are now. But nobody ever looks at San Antonio and's like, they scare me more than LeBron does. Because it's just not. They're, they're unassuming. They're a small market, even though Cleveland was a small market and still is. But it's just not the same. And it's... It it just shows how important LeBron James is, and Kevin yeah, Durant going I mean, to Golden they're, State. They're not feared. I really don't see anyone fearing the, the Spurs like people are fearing the Cavs and LeBron. Right well, now sure, too, you know, sure, and yeah. I mean, and you look at you look at uh, dynasties and dynasties. We've had this conversation face to face. Dynasties, albeit you know, definitionally different between you and me. I only see three dynasties in the NBA and its history. Celtics, Lakers, Spurs. That's it. You know, Tim Duncan came in the league in 98, I believe, 97. And he retired in 2016. They've been the one seed. They made it to finals. They made it to Western Conference finals. They've won championships. They've been relevant every single second that he's been in the league. And yes, they won the first championship uh, on a strike-shortened season. And, you know, they were stacked with David Robinson and Sean Elliott and Avery Johnson. But it... I mean, you have to have good players to win championships, so that's not a slight against them. But they've been around for 20 years. They've been relevant. And a 20-year span is a lot more than six that, that the Bulls had. You know, yeah. and that's it. They're never going to be like that again. And it's not it. this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, D-Wade, I mean, well, Dwayne Wade's going to have a cup of coffee in Chicago, and he'll be in Cleveland by the end of the year. <laughs> but, I mean, but does that, does that make sense, or is that completely biased on, the fa- on no, my thought process no, of, uh, of a dynasty? Bad. 
no, it's a little biased, but at the same time, it makes sense when you put it out in, in those realms. You know, I, you're right. You know, the Celtics did their things. You know, and 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 the, and the Lakers did their thing. You know, and a good run they had, and, and those were true dynasties. But when you talk six years or twenty years, I mean, that's that's generations compared to you know a cup of coffee, if you will. So, you know, it, yeah, dynasty. Dynasties are, are labeled different ways, but I kind of I feel like the way you're displaying it today, it, it, it makes sense, and, and, I, and, I, and it makes sense to me. Wow, never forget that. We're going to save that clip. We're going to save that <laughs> clip so I can play that when you disagree with me. <laughs> okay, so... We'll take you out of context. <laughs> yeah, well, it, is, it doesn't matter if it's... It, it, it always seems in context when you take it, when you put it as just a clip. So, we've talked a lot of things NBRPA today. We've talked USA Basketball um, D League players, I would really like to see that. I just want to see some co- comp- competitive nature to the game. Obviously, mm-hmm. games are competitive, and all these guys are professionals and everything. They play overseas if they don't play in the NBA. Uh, LeBron James is going to win MVP, probably. I would like to see Russell Westbrook win it, but I mean that's just me because just to get a change because LeBron's won four already. Um, what do you want to see happen next year in the NBA? What would be you know, your with so many records that were broken this year, and, and you alluded it to it earlier, you're just interested to see what could happen next. You know, you had all these threes that were shot over in Golden State, you know, and then all of a sudden the, the Cavs bombed a bunch of threes in one of the games, and I thought they hit, wasn't it, 20 games in one playoff game or something or another, and that set a record, and you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed at, at, at how these players and the game has morphed you know, and, and, and if you're asking me what I'd like to see, I have no idea. I'm more excited about the surprise factor than I am trying to really guess that I bet they'll shoot more threes this year than the year before. You know, it truly has attested to how the game has changed over the years by these records being broken and a variety of different records are being broken. So, you know, maybe we can look at some rebounds. It sure would be nice to see somebody go out and get a 20-rebound season. You know, I mean, it's average 20 rebounds or something like that. You don't really have those, um, you know, uh, players like that, like you had Dennis Rodman. And you, I don't know. I don't see my rebounder guy. You know, you knew what you are going to get when you saw Dennis, so I'd love to see some rebounding records being broken. There, there's such a, a focal point in every makeup of every team strategy on offense, that if you're an offensive liability, you're not going to be on the court that much. So, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, Dennis Rodman is, it, he's, that, that breed is not dying. It is extinct. You yeah, know, you I have, have but you have, like that. well, I mean, be, now it's so offensive driven. You go to the ABCD camp or whatever Adidas camp it is in high school, AAU ball, all this stuff. It's who can score the most points. And who can play defense? Who can get the steals? It's not, oh man, that guy grabbed 12 rebounds and he's 6'7". Well, you're supposed to do that. It's overlooked now. Dennis Rodman was six seven, you know, with stilts on. He weighed nothing, but he had the drive because he knew that that's how he would get his next paycheck. He used to have a great offensive game. You remember that with the bad boys? He used to be yeah. able to shoot. You could see when he shot free throws how nice of a clean stroke he had. But he just didn't care. He knew if he went and got 13 rebounds a game, he would have a career for the rest of however long he wanted to play. And, and, and those players aren't don't exist anymore that I know of. Unless you know, they're 6'10", I, and you're yeah. a double-double guy, but it's not the same. Right. He, he, there was kind of like, um, remember Ben Wallace? Of course. The worst ben offensive Wallace. game ever. 
oh man, but boy, he could jump, and boy, he could shot blocks, and he could, you know, or, or block shots, he could defend like crazy, and you know, some of these specific, you know, players that can, that were, did specific things are, don't exist anymore, even a bow outlaw, you know, a bow outlaw was another type of player like that, you know what bow was really good at, just talking, he was great hanging out after when he went home after practice, and he'd just hang out and chat everyone up, and you know what I mean. So he was around more for his personality. Who would have you thought? Know, just, just, you know, it's amazing. Who would have thought we would have talked Bo Outlaw on this Rebound Radio Show? We have to get out of here. We talked a lot of great things about the NBRPA. Check out voiceamerica.tv to see my ugly mug and Matt's beautiful face uh, giving uh, interviews on camera for former NBA players who talk USA basketball. We're going to have an interview next week. I promise you that. Matt's going to be taking over the helm when we see you guys next week on Rebound Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.